there should be a science of discontent. People need hard times and oppression to develop psychic muscles. From Collected Sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. Welcome back, you guys, to another installment of I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Our Rory Voy, I've Read Dune. <laughs> with me, as always, are the Story Boys. Say hello. Hi, I'm Andy. Hello, I'm Austin. Now, I, I feel like we, I kind of came in. I was trying to kind of have a lower... I, I, don't, I feel I feel weird about the energy now. If we want to start, oh, did on we a not? Note. Did we not match you? Did we not? Were you trying to start a thing and then we didn't like do? No, it? you did match it, and I feel like I went a little too hard on the NPR tone. <laughs> where like now I have to build it back up organically, and that's going to be much harder work just, than just start. That's just beyond you. I just welcome I, back I, to Arrakis Public Radio. <laughs> I, I wish I had started high and just been there. Mm, sure, 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 sure. But here we are. Got some Fremen jazz for you. Coming <laughs> <in there. laughs> oh, that's good. But uh, here we are, guys. Here we guys. This is another week of I've Read Dune. I can no longer imagine in my head what episode this is compared no, to what okay. chapter of books we're on. It is. <laughs> it is far too arcane for my ability. Uh, so maybe in lieu of that, you guys can help recap what went on last week. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try and I'll try and do uh, an abridged version. We want to keep those, you know. Everybody listened to last week. They don't need to hear me prattle on for too long. So here here's what I'll say: There was a dinner party. There was a pirate. There was a nasty banker. The banker got in a pissing match and about like vultures and blood and gross stories with a 15 year old kid and then eventually realized how dumb that was now There's... you're the asshole <laughs> <laughs> now you're the asshole banker uh lady jessica's trying to make duke leto jealous with a pirate man because duke leto thinks that she's the no-no man uh aka the person who's gonna betray them and and fuck them all up she had like some sort of battle of wits against Thufir hawat uh and like they both sort of kind of called a truce and we're like okay neither of us is the traitor fuck this is this is so fucked and uh and we're sort of left in a in a in a uncomfortable state and we don't know where duke leto is he went off on ducal business right and he actually uh i believe uh i I believe that part is resolved uh i had i had not anticipated worrying about ducal business uh, going forward (laughs) he's finished his business (laughs) the business has been concluded uh and everybody's aware that it's like you know, chill yeah. now. So okay. Uh, we catch up with the Duke uh, sometime in the night. He is, he's sort of doing his daily pondering, probably 
from that parapet. If if you were to guess, although it is not described as such, I believe I believe the insinuation is he's in in chambers. What uh, mm. what chapter are we on now? This is chapter eighteen, the nasty tooth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, Leto is is pondering his his daily comings and goings, and has actually decided. Uh, he does not feel that great about keeping Jessica out of the loop on his plant to pretend that she's the baddie, that she's the he no-no man. He's smoking hot she is all the time. Yeah, I know. Like, God damn he it, He saw I can't her in one this. hot dress, <laughs> talking to one too many pirates, and has, and has immediately had a... Sucking all those chicken bones. <laughs> had a complete 180 on the topic. <laughs> I've been a huge asshole. <laughs> this, however, doesn't last long. Uh, he is going to hear some... Hear some uh, a general hallway pratter and go out to investigate to find the dead body of Took. That oh. is, that's our pirate boy. Yeah. No, not the pirate. The pirate's dead. Now, I I, I wish, again, this is one of those things that uh, had we had a different uh, point of view character for this chapter, uh, I would have liked to just a moment of thinking the Duke had killed the hot pirate king in, yeah. a, je- in a jealous frenzy, but he didn't. It didn't happen. Because he has no faults. Because he has no faults. <laughs> is there a version of a Mary Sue, but for a dad? If, well, if if it's not named, it's definitely a Leto. Well, the guy, yeah. the guy version of a Mary Sue is a Gary Stew. Right, but that's for a protagonist. I'm talking like well, how a about protagonist. A, how about dad. a How about a Larry Stew? That's not. No, that's not going to work. My dad's name is Larry. How about a Stew Pickles? <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> that is good though, because Stew Pickles has no faults and he's hot. He hears some, he hears some, you know, some like gurgle, some gurgled, some gurgled uh, talk from, from the, from Lady Mapes, Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. who gives him a few cryptic words before she just fucking dies. Oh my God. Oh, oh she gives him a final shout out. She gives him then... a final shout out. <laughs> then bam, Leto's hitting the neck with a poisonous dart. Oh. What? Oh, yeah. fuck. Wait, do we get to, do we get to know what Mapes said? Uh, it is actually, I didn't write it down. It's, it's just like, what's go, what's wrong? It's, Uh, it it, it exists. The horror, the horror. Yeah. It it, it is not a clue to anything pertinent. Sure. Although it is her final words and I thought it bared mentioning. Mm -hmm. But, uh. Yeah, just not enough, I guess. Like a bad Padcast host, I did, (laughs) Padcast. Like a bad Padcast host, (laughs) I did not write down her actual, uh, final words. We can, we can clip drop it. If uh, if we deem welcome that, to my that, podcast, that w- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we weep for you both, pirate and shout out mapes. But uh, you know, now now it's we gotta care. We gotta care about Leto. What's going on? All right, so Leto is is uh, he's down. He's down for the count, and now realizing he is not dying, uh, oh. which is when he he spots Yue, who uh, you know emerges from the shadows, and Leto realizes he must have. Sabotage the power generators. Now I'm assuming, I guess, uh, that that means that their personal shields sort of run on this some sort of communal battery. That's uh, interesting. How, how it charges huh. the shields, I'm not sure, uh, uh, and I'm not sure it's important. Other than Leto's leap of logic doesn't make a lot of sense if uh, if it if the two aren't related, right? Right. Uh huh. Because normally he would have a force field protection. Exactly right. Him and Paul both wear these. Like, I mean, the force fields the, does seem like you don't leave them on all the time. So maybe he just didn't reach it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But that seems like an obvious oversight in your... When you see a dead guy in the hallway, you need to turn that on. I would tend to agree. Okay. And is it from like a blow dart? What what does he have? Is it a hunter killer? It is not described what UA's weapon is, but it it would appear to be blow dart-like. Okay. Mm. UA shot him with a poison dart. Yeah. And uh, it was not a sophisticated hunter killer. A poisoned nerf gun, maybe. Yeah. With a thumbtack attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's nerf or nothing. I learned this in the dorms. So now we get, we're going to get some of UA's plans and motivations, some of which we've already known. UA is capable of resisting the, uh, the Imperial conditioning. Yeah. And that he's doing so because while it's a one in a million shot, his wife might be alive. And on the off chance that she is, he's going to go for it. But plan for, you know, plan for all outcomes. We get a little bit of coolness out of UA. It's still, I would say, pretty shitty. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, so what UA is going to do now is uh, do some do some forced dentistry on uh, <laughs> on Duke Leto. He's I, uh, wow, that's going to need to be like a, a trigger warning. Like warning, there may be forced <laughs> dentistry. He's basically getting a uh, what do you call it? A cyanide capsule. Except this cyanide capsule is going to cyanide everybody in the room. Oh. oh. So Yue says, there's just no possible way that the Baron is going to have you killed without a chance to gloat and rub it in your fucking face. And so I'm going to put something oh. in your, I'm going to put something in your face to, you know, get him back. He's turning Leto into a fucking bomb. Yeah, basically. Uh, oh. Leto's, Leto is, in his mind, functionally already dead, right? Because he's the traitor and yeah. the Harkonnens, and, and by succeeding in, in, their, in this plan... Uh, there's no possible way Leto survives at this point. But what he can do is give him give him the bomb. Give him the bomb in his face. Jesus. Uh, so that's essentially what happens. UA puts puts the, uh, the, the nasty tooth into Leto's mouth and explains his plan. And he also says, you know, um, I know that this is a huge fuck up on my part in terms of like my loyalties and the realistic chance that I'm even going to meet my wife again. But if you could see it in your heart to give me a good reference next time, <laughs> I, I have a job opening. It would be, it would just go a long way. I recognize I'm fucked. You're up not today, too far off. He, he says he says he's gonna throw a bone to Jessica and Paul. He's gonna keep them safe, as uh, he believes he can do that. Okay. And uh, Leto, cool, uh, full of poison and now a po- <laughs> and now a toxic tooth, uh, really doesn't have a huge say in the matter. <laughs> oh, my tummy's full of poison and my tooth's a bomb. So, hold on. So, he's got, is the poison, it's just sort of in, like, a holding pattern right now? Like, is it just, The poison in him, I think, was some sort of paralyzing agent. Okay. And the nerve gas in his tooth is a sort of secondary function. Yeah. Right. So, that that about does it for this this chapter. Wow. Uh, That's grim. Yeah. Okay. Damn. All right. Well, let's, let's get on to the next one. I wanted to give a content warning about this chapter... Uh, there are allusions to sexual assault. Okay. Oh, okay. I suppose now that anybody who's who had you've had a reasonable amount of time to to stop the episode, uh, per it's your true. choosing. Um, I have mixed feelings on them. I, I I think you can you there's there's an alternate reading 
But I don't know how many mental somersaults are excusable when defending what's a pretty obvious allusion to, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll describe the chapters um, and uh, be considerate and uh, let those make their own decision, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so uh, what chapter is this, Rory? This is chapter 19, which I'm going to call... Little Cuck Piter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God Piter's back. I haven't seen that guy in a while. Jessica wakes up and is immediately aware that she is bound and gagged in her in her bedroom. I thought you were going to I thought you were going to say like she's aware cosmically of something that only she'd noticed because she was Benny Jesser. No, she's like she's, she's immediately aware that she's tied up. Well, yes, but I mean, I feel like if you went to bed like all normal, that mm. may not, you know, like that's uh, it may take you a second to figure out what the fuck. Yeah, totally. She basically puts two and two together immediately that the only person who could have put her out like this would have to know her exact physiology. Uh, uh, I guess I should say she realizes that to wake up at this precise time, basically, she had to be given a medically specific amount of medicine gotcha yeah and and that it must have been ua uh and then uh in walks in uh baron harkonnen whoa oh wow okay oh shit yo shit is right and then the baron informs her the drug was timed jessica realizes that such a drug could only be duas doing so uh she figured it out first and then gets a little then he explains it so she's like i already know i figured it out i already fucking know uh (laughs) Jessica's so fucking cool. Uh, this weird little cuck Piter walks into the room who is like <laughs> the, the Baron's, as we've met. He's, he's, it's his Mentat. His Mentat assassin. We <laughs> uh, Jessica immediately thinks he looks like a little pussy who doesn't fuck good. <laughs> <laughs> which which will play, which will which will come into play. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a funny thing. It's a funny moment. It's a funny realization for somebody who's like, you know, trapped. To be like, this guy looks like a fucking loser. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a boss. Piter refers to himself only in the third person. Oh, gross. Oh, no. <laughs> and Piter does not mm, like that. Piter, mm, Piter need water. Piter, Piter happy. Piter happy, Baron. Does Piter make Baron happy? <laughs> it's really very <laughs> close. Oh, no. Piter has been promised Lady Jessica as some sort of spoils of war. Ah, okay. Now, and now this is where I will say, it to me feels like he wants a witch for spy and assassin stuff. But, you know, the, the obvious illusion is there. Yeah. Now, the Baron offers him a little twist on the deal. I know I told you you could have Lady Jessica. What if instead you run Arrakis for me and then don't? And uh, Piter chickens out and <laughs> offers to run Arrakis instead of getting a prize. Wow! Instead of taking the mystery box or whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> you take the money and run. Okay, so he chooses Arrakis. This is this is presumably some sort of power hungry move. Yes. Now Jessica also realizes if she's being kept safe, the only person who could tell the Baron uh, to. Uh, to not fuck with a Benny Gesserit would it be the Reverend Mother, Gaius Mohayim. Mm-hmm. And that long the, may and she that, reign. Long may she reign. And that by extension, 
the Emperor and the Harkonnens are sort of in on this. Got it. Uh, now, nasty little boy Piter uh, is going to have two of his men take uh, Jessica and Paul. Paul, uh, at some point, shows up bound and gagged as well. Oh, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Towards the end of this uh, nasty, this nasty altercation, uh, take them out to the desert. And Piter has sent with them like kind of like two normal nasty guards and uh, a deaf guy. Hmm. Uh, the deaf guy uh, is his sort of his his interesting little twist on uh, not letting somebody who has Jedi mind trick talk, you know, talk, talk to him. Huh. Okay. I don't, because... I don't know that I, I don't know that I follow that. Help me out. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 we could reclarify because some of this, the stuff we've, we was a while ago. Uh, the Benny Gesserit have the power of the voice and ability mm-hmm. to, to speak to somebody and uh, basically kind of do some light mind control. That's the, right. these are not the droids you're looking for moment. Uh-huh. Right. That's the voice. And it is literally, you need to be able to hear for it to work. Correct. Right. It's, so this it's, is not the, a, like... it's not a magic spell. It's sort of, Pretend magic science. This is the yeah. DW from Arthur. Like, you can't stop me because I can't read. It's right. sort of like, <laughs> you can't command me around because I can't hear what you're saying. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. That is correct. I can't hear you. So these uh, these guards load up Jessica and Paul into an ornithopter and are uh, gearing up to take them out into the desert. Just to leave them there? Like for dead or what? Yeah, basically, yeah. Dang. Uh, because, so, oh, this is actually kind of cool. So uh, we're playing around because we're, we're treating the, the, witch, the witch powers sort of as if that they're a known quantity, that they have specific qualities that are, yeah, understandable. So if the Baron leaves Jessica for dead, he will be able to tell the, the Reverend Mother that he didn't kill her and be speaking truthfully. Oh, oh, I see. These people suck. These people do suck. Now... This would be the second, uh, the second uh, instance of the aforementioned content uh, warning. These two, these two pirate goons uh, discuss the pros and cons of having their way with Jessica. Um. And again, I kind of feel like they're just... This one is a little bit more of a reach, but it also it has sort of the tone of goons, like pirate goons just being gross and intimidating rather yeah. than... Nobody's nobody's like physically leching, and and mm-hmm. that doesn't and that doesn't occur for anybody who is um you wants to know now. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just like this is just nasty talk. I and uh, it's not just nasty talk, but the degree to which I yeah I don't know. You know what I'm getting at? And I don't want to yeah. over. I don't want to step on my own dick qualifying it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely far from water talk. It's far from water talk. <laughs> uh, and then. Their grossness obviously incenses Paul, who uh, who has gotten out of his gotten out of his ball gag, but uh, his voice is now. Jessica says he fucks up the the voice. He's he just hasn't you know fully mastered it. Uh-huh. I like the idea that the voice is you know an actual like note you have to hit, and his voice is cracking, and he's right. right. He's you not better land. stop. <laughs> <laughs> these these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> I like that a lot, especially because. I feel like the vibe that I'm getting from this story is that Paul is going to be very, very, very cool very soon. And any amount of time that we can spend with him being an awkward teen, I think is important. I agree. And as I've said before, but I will say it again for anybody who's interested in this book, Jessica is really 
the mover and shaker for at the very least the first half, but she never becomes not baller. I love that. So as it as it happens, I, I, you may also read the aforementioned nasty talk as a way for for Jessica to to find a wedge to drive between these two gross guys. Because she's kind of like starts hitting on them a little bit and pitting them against each other mm-hmm. and eventually gets the opportunity to, I, I think, this, this part moves so fast. Uh, somebody kills the deaf guy. Oh. And it, it's really kind of unclear who, who does and for what reason. It could have been Paul or Jessica just getting a dagger in there and mm-hmm. then using the voice to re, you know, calm the situation down or having already used the voice... Uh, gotten somebody to stab him. So it sounds like it sounds like this is a very quick, sudden sort of. It's a super sub- quick thing. And if I okay. if I had, if I had reread it word by word a few times, I could probably give you the exact chronology. But it isn't really important to the story. This guy gets iced in a matter in a fraction of a second. Damn. And so now, uh, first Jessica gets the two guys to let their let her son go, and they're like, "Fuck, well, no, that's I'm- we can do whatever we want." And also, <laughs> this is the desert. We abide by desert law. <laughs> and they're like, you're up to something. You're you you're you've got a plan. And she's like, I just don't want to. Is it that wrong that I don't want to be in, you know, the same room when you murder me and my son? Like, let him go die out there. You kill me here. Can't. Eh, it's not that it's not that bad. Like, you guys still get everything you wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. And then is when she starts kind of putting the putting the nails in getting them to fight against each other, getting them to decide who gets, who's going to be the new Duke, the new Duke Leto. <laughs> oh, if these two, nothing, nothing. If these people. two, nothing guys, she has really built them up pretty high. <laughs> I just feel like you have the energy to lead, you know, you've got power. <laughs> <laughs> you should start a podcast. <laughs> right. So then this guy, let's go, Paul. He's like, all right, fine. You can, we're going to do that. Paul ice is the guy. And then, uh, just kicks him right in the fucking throat. Just one boom down. Nice. Way to go, Paul. Way to go, Paul. Uh, he unties his mom. And the two have now discovered. There's been a few little hints up to this point, And I maybe should have seeded them a little bit better. But that's it's okay. You're not bar- Frank it, Herbert. Well, it's burying the lead in a I'll summary say. format. Because it wouldn't make sense until now. Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. So, so, uh, Paul was able to kick that guy because his, his ties were loose, like not loose, not tied to loose, but like they were fastened loose to the, to the actual helicopter machinery. Hmm. There's been a sabotage of this ornithopter. Yeah. In order, in order to give Jessica and Paul a fighting chance, which was discussed, you know, last chapter with UA and Leto. And UA did the sabotage? UA UA, did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, so he protect them. He is sort of making good on that. Yeah, because that's a promise you make to a man who you just filled up with poison and are taking to his worst enemy. That does that promise is basically nothing. But I'm glad that it wasn't nothing. Right. And as Jessica sees these guys just bleeding all over the desert, she it can't help but think that that's a big waste of water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I that's like cold. That. I like that. <laughs> now in the sunset, I, I, I that that had last note energy, and I and I, I did mean to deliver it, but the actual last thing we see is a second ornithopter descending upon Jessica and Paul, and they Ooh. run, and they take off. Got it. This is our kind of uh, a real point of no return because they could theoretically just pilot the ornithopter and drive home. 
the, the this ornithopter is not crashed. Right. Exactly. I see. They took it down when they f- when they fought. They I think they I think they safely, landed it or? in order to in order to kick Paul out of the ornithopter. Oh, got it. Right. 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 Okay. Right. So they run. They run because there's another ornithopter coming, and then we just sort of that's the end of the chapter. Uh huh. Dope. Chapter twenty is the Italian job. <laughs> oh, we've got oh. another one. <laughs> We've got one is more it, chapter. Is, is it the original or the remake? The original Italian job. Oh. Uh, because we are, this way, this is a nothing chapter. We're going to flash back to UA doing all the stuff we now, we already know he did and see how he did it. <laughs> I see. This is, this, this is his like heist moment. He's like trying to do his little montage. So here's how I did it. But the audience is like, we, okay. Well, we <laughs> Uh, what we do learn for sure in the, in this chapter is when we learn for sure that uh, UA's uh, wife Wana is for sure not alive. But ah, uh, in a, in a slight conversation with the Baron, otherwise it's it's a complete rehash of everything I've already said. We just re- we reveal him doing that. That's got tough. it. I it was I who loosened the, the <laughs> yeah tethers on the ornithopter. Yeah, yeah, we we got it. In a world where this was a chapter later and it was and we were doing it in a different episode of our podcast, I'd consider going through the beats, but it doesn't seem like there's any point. At Fair enough. Within the context of an episode that I've already just done that. Uh, OK, well, here's here's a here's a thought. Uh, do you do you want to do anything fun? Like we've got a few minutes now that we're not going to use to talk about chapter 20. So like, do yeah, you should have we do a fuck break, of... Hill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like from uh, from our from our other wonderful show, The Infinite Backlog. Uh, the show where we invented the game Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Fuck Mary. Man, we should have had Shane on this one. Damn. <laughs> okay. I mean, fuck and Mary. Well, wait. Hold on. Okay. No, we gotta no, decide no. who it is. So, so this so is I'm quick. Gonna... This is quick for me. This is incredibly quick. Fuck I'm Duncan f- Idaho. <laughs> Mary Duke Lado and Kill Piter. Yeah. I know. I like. I like open ended. You've you've got to pick. You can pick from the whole cast. Okay. There's not just three that you've got to f- squeeze into a box. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to marry Dr. Kynes, the judge of change, because that would make me Mr. Judge of change. And that sounds pretty fucking cool. I'm going to also fuck Duncan Idaho. Okay. I don't have to do it at the same time, but like more the merrier. Who knows? It's not a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. It, he's got a lot of surface area to play with. I assume. <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, and then kill it's very wide. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, kill. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do UA because I I got no patience for this man. Yeah, it's fair. Rory. Oh, for me too. Uh, I I have. I guess. I guess I would go. I'm gonna fuck the Reverend Mother. Okay. Ooh, Caius Helen Mahayam. Yeah, that's okay. right. <laughs> this she feels like a real fucking wild card in the sack. <laughs> And she could use the voice on you, and that sounds hot. And that's hot. Uh, I will marry Lady Jessica. I've been pretty yeah. clear about who yeah, I think call. is. It's a good call. Been, is, yeah, that would have the... been another choice for me. And for Kill, I want to go UA because he's just such a piece of shit. I might go Howat, though, because... Oh, the old man? The old gross man? <laughs> oh, the old gross man. <laughs> He'd probably like it while it was happening. He's like, I know, oh, he finally. would love every... He'd love... Oh, fuck. He'd the love every second punishment. of it. You'd have to do it quick. Because <laughs> that's kind of like... It's kind of like a fuck, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, that's that's this week. Yeah. Hell yeah. If I'm not mistaken, next week is the end of book one of Dune. So That's true. 
Look forward to that. We are about to we're about to finish the what what is supposedly called book one. Damn you guys. Damn. Hot damn. Thanks again, Rory. Thank you for letting me talk about Dune for uh, quite a long time. Yeah, this this is really we're cashing in a lot of friend points doing this podcast. <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. (laughs) And you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. (laughs) It comes out most Saturdays. Saturday morning, Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.